Welcome to Underqualified Thoughts, where two brothers-in-law have conversations stemming from their daily life. Expect nothing, everything, and anything. All right, so we're back into podcast number two. Um, We have a lot of things to talk about today, and hopefully they'll be somewhat connected. Especially since podcast number two is is a loose potentially inaccurate title for this one technically this is podcast number four but you never heard two they and three about that. they don't you don't need to know about that except we're probably going to talk about that right now here we are go away with it andy so well i guess we can just talk about the first podcast because we listened back to it kind of like uh, an athlete who watches film after a performance um what did you think of it? i thought it was i thought we had like there are definitely areas where we could have done better I thought there were some high highs. Um, yeah, if we want to do the the sandwich, I think the good thing was we did it. Uh, complete is always better than perfect, in my opinion. So we did it. The downside was, my personal opinion, was the audio was trash. Like, it was really, really bad. Is um, that why I'm holding a phone in my hand right now? And that's why and we, are, holding we, are, yeah, we, we are both holding phones in our hands right now, talking into them. Um, before, we just had one phone, like, on the table and... You could hear us sometimes, but it just wasn't it wasn't very clear audio. Not only that, you could hear the creaky chair, which probably you'll still hear in this one. But I also heard a few times where I put my like I picked up my water bottle, drank, and then I put it back down because yeah. I was sitting on the desk. I, I would rather hear us like almost breathing than like hear the random sounds around and just hear it clearly. Breathing, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be able to hear like clarity rather than i was waiting for you to take a big breath and i thought i really like, thought uh, about blowing into it what is a i can't remember what that song is the one that starts <gasps> <laughs> no i can't remember the name of that song anyway so that that was the downside for me like just the audio is really bad did you have any downsides yeah i know i have a problem enunciating but it was clear and some of them it when I start a thought, and I'm sure it's going to happen a lot going forward because it's a habit, I start talking way faster in the beginning because I have this, you know, whatever thought of what I'm going to say. And here's an example of it. I have a few thoughts that I want to say like that. Like I start talking really fast in the beginning just like because I'm just dumping the thought out and then I slow down and like speak not on purpose mainly because i don't think that much before i speak so it's like the parts i did think about go on my head go out of my mouth really fast and then it's like yeah then it slows down slows down as i'm kind of thinking and speaking at the same time Uh, yeah it's um again underqualified thoughts this is a great opportunity to have a case in point i mean if we're trying to create a new podcast i mean there's going to be learning curves and um, some would say we are underqualified. To exactly. Make this I mean, case in point. So um, let's go ahead and just talk through what are we doing now since this is technically the fourth recording um, and we're skipping past two and three. So, are we, yeah, we can dive into what two and three were like. Just they're in the archive. You'll probably never see them. You'll never see them. Unless, uh, yeah, there's no unless. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Unless you give us a gift card, there's no way you see them. Um, yeah, first person to say that you're going to buy me a $10 Starbucks gift card. $10? You went from it's never going to happen to $10 <laughs> for one? Hey, I'll send someone an audio file. What um, were you in? 
So no, pumpkin spice latte. Which one were you talking about? It was pumpkin yesterday? cream. I love that cold brew over there at Starbucks. So back on track, you know that we ended last time we spoke was we ended with a hard cut, which actually like it finished pretty well. Like thank actually, you. thank was, you, thanks Andy. Like that was actually pretty good. You're welcome. Um, but some various chaos pursued that thought in episode two and three. Yes, while the hard cut I think is good. What was not good is that. I don't think I told you I was planning on hard cutting or maybe I did. And you thought I was joking because then when we filmed the or filmed recorded the second episode about 15 minutes in when we had like barely scraped the surface of what we were talking about, you tried to hard cut. And there's this like, maybe we'll release it as a clip one day of me just like frantically begging you not to cut it because I had so many more things to say that like 60 seconds to maybe two minutes of audio is probably like the most chaotic thing that we've ever done. It it was bad. Which is funny. Like it might've been funny to listen back to. I thought releasing episode two would have been okay. Um, I personally, episode three was the one that I didn't like more, but you were the opposite. And, you and were, yeah, I was the opposite. I thought I thought two was the one that was extremely all over the place, and three was actually kind of okay. I think my biggest thing is the question: Is this bringing value to anyone? Um, like just anyone that's listening. I'm trying to help us stay away from just the chatter that goes endlessly, and so that at some points we do talk about something that's relevant, and that's why we have the structure today. So my question in that is there are different thoughts of like like when you make content of like who you should make it for who you target target audience should be for and then there's like a thought where you should just make it for one person like we are going to make it for the one person who has these interests and has this amount of time to listen and these desires and things they want to learn but what about the thought of it doesn't have we don't have to consider it adding value to other people just that is it something valuable for us to do what do you think about that so that is true and i mean that's like my own words <laughs> regarding linkedin oh my gosh <laughs> i just had to get it in See, here's the, the first here's the minutes. problem <laughs> i like i know to, to have a good podcast i need to engage with you and ask you questions but i know at, like Whatever high percentage of the time I ask you a question, you're going to circle it back to LinkedIn. Okay, so the reason why I'm saying it is, again, it's I, I do agree that most of the podcasts here are, um, like we've said before, a time capsule um, and then exchanging thoughts. So if, if we're not bringing value to other people, it's not like there's this uh, non-negotiable of, hey, we're just not going to do it. I think we're still having value here, just like hanging out talking yeah and it'll give our kids material to laugh at us when we're yes lily and future child whose name i don't know yet well you haven't decided i've well i don't know yet yeah haven't decided i haven't we haven't even yeah i don't know um anyway so the second and third were scrapped um and we are attempting to move into other things now what's funny about the second and third being scrapped is when you made the I can't remember what you just said, but you made like some reference to something that we said earlier. 
which obviously is a great thing, like to string a thread through something, both for humor and for remembering something. But as soon as you said it, whatever it was, I was like, did we say that in episode one? Or was that episode <laughs> two? Or was it three? Are we like making these like haha jokes that like people haven't heard before? We, wait, we did actually. In the first the one? one? No, yeah. About the gift card thing? No, was, the gift card one I know was in the first one. It was something you just said that I can't remember. I thought it was in the second. The gift card? I really thought the gift card was in the, the second. The gift card one we made... We made more jokes. Okay. Like we built on it. Well, good news is no one's come collecting yet. Maybe you didn't. For context, I'll, if we have not said it, Caleb made a joke <laughs> that if you've made it this far, I'll give you a gift card. And then I repeated that joke later in whatever episode it was. Or maybe I repeated that joke in whatever the second or the third yeah. scrapped episode was. Now, I will say going forward into this properly second recording uh, on Spotify... We had an a Apple and w- anywhere. Well, can you I still I still have to hit that button. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we we received some feedback from a listener that basically said, "Hey, uh, it was good, but it would be even better if you uh, spend more time explaining things." You mean my wife? And it is his wife. <laughs> Literally, this was like a moment of. That's why I described it as watching film, because when you're watching film for a sport, like. You're watching it, and obviously, you see the things that you do really well, and you can see the things where you messed up. But then you have someone beside you who's objectively like, "Don't do that. Do do that." Yeah. And so I sat beside watching it with Caitlin, and she was just like, mm. "Like there were times <laughs> where I did something, and she was just like, mm. I was like, no. What do you mean?'" Mm. <laughs> she was just like, mm, "You cut off Caleb there. You got to ask him a question back." I was like, "What?" Ah. We weren't watching this to get critiqued, but I mean, it's obviously helpful and I don't think she's doing it vindictively to tear me down. No, let's stick it better. I think, I think this is a good productive thing and we can grow as people because of it or something. We'll come out with some philosophy later about it, the growth. So to build a philosophy off of it, we've spent who knows how long you're looking at the time. Are you, you got time? 10 minutes. We spent roughly 10 minutes talking about two episodes that we scrapped. I haven't even addressed what the third episode was about. We can just bury that one forever. Um, but like, what's the value of us talking about this for 10 minutes? Well, I think the value of us talking about this is our transparency. Um, that's semi a buzzword and might be one of those. Oh, that's a buzzword for sure. Words like authentic or real. Um, but like all of us, we need to be able to reflect on our mistakes uh, and even things that aren't, it wasn't necessarily a mistake. It's just, we know we could do better. Um, and I so, think it was, we weren't proud of it for whatever reason, whether yeah, it was like, we thought it would make us look bad or we knew that we didn't put our best foot, foot, feet, feet forward. Foot, yeah. I mean, our we collective feet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the value there is just that we're sharing that with you well, assuming there's someone on the other side again. Assuming at least five people are listening. <laughs> at least five. Time. Yeah. We, we did some metrics and it said that 10 people listened. Now, I think there's some robots in there as well. Well, like, also the question is, I actually, when Caitlin and I were watching it, I tried to rewind 15 seconds because mm-hmm. I like I wanted to listen to a part again and I accidentally restarted the episode. So yeah. I'm like, I want to go look at it and say, how many unique viewers are it? Because I technically listened to it twice. Yeah. So yeah, like if if you're listening, that value is that we just want to um, to grow, and this is a great opportunity to recognize that, as all of us should, whenever we run into 
a situation that we did something wrong or something that was challenging. We should always be reflecting. Um, and that's actually is now a good time to segue into the projects because there's actually a really cool segue we could do here. Potentially. That was a good soapbox moment for you. You you turned that and were like, this is what we're doing. And you as well can join us on this journey. Yeah. Um, well, and that's that I'll say one thing. I'm trying to like interact with Andy as though he's like conversation here. I do tend to. That is. We talked about <laughs> it in the first episode, I think. And you, I talked about it with Kayla a lot. She's like, Kaylin, my wife, when we were listening, she's like, it sounds like Caleb is actually trying to host and have a podcast and you're just being chaotic. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of right thing. Yeah. That's our default. Like your default is to make it uh, a smooth flowing, logically progressing, smooth and easy to listen to piece of audio and content. And I'm over here just with chaotic energy, like messing with you like I normally do. Which it fits perfect because of our, our, uh, our graphic. <laughs> me, me squinting at you and you just yeah that's what that was <laughs> to talk about the graphic that was a huge thing i pushed for was you i think had initially done yourself squinting and then when you put it us behind the desk you weren't squinting yeah and i was like no 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 no. i need to have <laughs> this like boyish goofy grin of like i'm up to no good and you're just squinting at me trying to process what's going on and whether or not this was a good idea to do a podcast with me i think it fits so that's our personalities for sure. The yeah. question is, how much of our personalities do we need to put to the side to make something that people are actually willing to listen and to? And I think, I think today is a, this, I think so far we're on the right track. I still have a bit of the chaotic energy. And that's what, to, to, to put the seal on episode two and three that they'll never hear. And no matter how many gift cards they give you um, and seamlessly transition beautifully, uh, is right. that we're not, look, we're not going to cut out the chaos. Like I'm, I can't, I can't cut out all my chaotic energy. I'm still going to cut you off at times, but I'm just going to try and grow and like having it be more, less of that, more back and forth with timely chaotic interruptions. I think that we've stumbled upon possibly the greatest title this podcast has ever seen. What? Chaos? Pure chaos? No. It's, ready for it? When to resurrect something. And this is the segue straight into the next topic. Unlike the podcast, episodes two and three, that we have decided not to resurrect, we're not going to show them to you guys. Unlike that, there are certain items in our lives that might not have intrinsic value, but we resurrect them. And so we're going to transition into this, what we'll call the bike situation with Andy. Something that was resurrected, possibly not, incredibly intrinsically valuable to him but let's talk about it talk about this bike situation we have before i can talk about this bike situation i absolutely need to address the irony in the room of when you said i have a title and you said when to resurrect something i could not have squinted at you harder and for longer than i ever have and immediately after talking about how you're the squinting one i just squinted at you for potentially a minute straight I was just trying to stay focused. <laughs> you did. You did a good job of holding it together. You did a few like holding chuckles where you pulled the 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 microphone away, but that was that was a lot. We'll process it. We'll we'll, we'll talk and post if that's the best title, but it's not, it's a good working one for now. It's resurrection. Okay. So, what Caleb is referring to 
is as long as I can remember, or I guess as far as I can look back to little Andy and his hopes and dreams, one of his small hopes and dreams was to have a beach cruiser. My mom was born and raised in California. I was born there, moved away pretty much immediately. Like I think I was like a year and a half old and I've spent most of my life on the East Coast. I'm giving all that context because I think that's where some of this route came from, like the the California roots and the, the California dreams to have a beach cruiser. And, but I never got one growing up. It's not like I didn't have a bike. I just didn't have a beach cruiser. And we moved to, we moved back to Charlotte, my wife and I, and I was like, I'm getting my bike. I haven't like, you know, I, I thought about it. There hadn't really been practical, but we moved pretty close to our church, pretty close to where like we get our groceries and Caitlin works from home and like we're really close to uptown. So uptown Charlotte, that is, if we ever get to the point where someone outside of our small friend group listens to this. I was, it was time to get the bike. I knew. And so I just went search on Craigslist for a beach cruiser. And yeah, I found a, I think I ended up, I was in between getting a really expensive one that was like a couple hundred bucks and all this stuff. I ended up getting a real rinky dink one that was $40 with one of the tires busted, which leads us into the story we're about to talk about of resurrecting it or more closely restoring it. Oh yeah. So, so obviously bikes like brand new at Walmart or anywhere like that is halfway. Okay. Is like, yeah, three to $600. Um, and then you'll find them like on Craigslist, Facebook marketplace for like, I don't know how much did you get yours for? I got mine for 40, but that was like the absolute cheapest one that I could find because the tire was busted and yeah, like, I think the stitching on the seats coming off and if so, you wanted to buy a used one, it'd still be like over a hundred. Yeah. So like a decently used one, like a hundred dollars, whatever, uh, broken down old $40, but you saw this bike and you were like, that's the one. I don't know if I was quite like, this is it. Like beacon of hope. This is where we're going. But I knew I had you in my back pocket. The man who has two sheds slash shops in your backyard grew up building houses with your family and a freaking tree branch fell on one of your sheds and you got up there and fixed it yourself. You, repa- you repaired the roofing. I forgot about that. So I was like, if if you, if you we weren't related, I would not have bought this bike because really? I wouldn't have been able to do anything with it. You would have, done, you would have just no, picked I li- another bike that yeah, was working? I would have had to. It's So like the fact that it was expensive wasn't the problem. The fact was that like you're, I know I'm paying for convenience. Like if I'm, I would have been paying for convenience, looking for a bike that has every single thing I want, like the bike rack I want, the color I want, the style of wheels I want. Obviously, beach cruiser, the frame I want. But because I knew I had do it your Caleb do it yourself young blood, in my back pocket, in my Rolodex, in my phone, and you love doing projects, I was like, okay, I have the option now to buy a cheap bike and fix it. So what things did you have to sacrifice in order to make that decision? Obviously the biggest thing would be like, you're saving a lot. I mean, money. At the end of the day, are you? at the end of the day, I knew I wasn't saving money because I was doing the research of, I knew I would have to buy new tires. 
Uh, it didn't come with a, a rack in the back, which is what I wanted. So I needed to buy that. I knew I'd have to replace the bike seat. I knew I'd have to, or the plan was to paint it. And so I knew at the end of the day, I wasn't going to be saving money. But I have this, recently we were asked um, in our young adults group at church, like just one of those uh, icebreaker questions, like what's one skill that you want to learn? I don't know if I'm going to go all in on it, but I definitely have the idea of like, I want to be at least a basic do-it-yourselfer, like more so than just like replacing a light bulb. Like I still don't want to mow my own yard when we have a yard, like my, either my kids are going to do it, I'm going to pay a service to do it, or I'm going to automate a lawnmower. But as far as like, I'm thinking like fun, creative, do-it-yourself projects. Like, oh, we're going to like do this thing to our wall, or we're going to like be a part of fixing or renovating something in our house. Not like a high-level renovation, probably like painting or something. Um, or I'm going to get a crappy bike and make it into a cool-looking bike. And this is groundbreaking in my opinion. I've never heard you say that. Well, I mean, why would you have heard me say it? I don't know. Every time. So just context. You know why? Uh, Like, I'll let you respond, but probably how you're going to respond is why I haven't said it to you. Because you are going to sink your teeth into this and be like, let's go every Saturday. Come on up to China Grove. Let's get this done. I got a lot of projects. Exactly. (laughs) The only other person I've told this to was like, hey, you know, I have projects around my house you can help me with. I'm like, no, that's not the point. That's so funny. It sounds like you're wanting to approach it in a more hobbyist, like not yes. just an, you, you, you want to stay away from need based fixing, which none of us want to do because fixing stuff based on need is like, they're the projects that take the longest. Yes. Um, they're like unenjoyable. Our father-in-law trained electrical engineer. He's doing the need based electrical work around his house. Right. I have no desire. We, we, to do and that. I don't want to do that either. Like they're just. I know I have projects around the house even that I know I need to do, but I just haven't gotten to. Whereas projects like Andy's bike are like so much more fun because I want to do that. Um, and it leaves your shop floor stained green. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is there, I just, I've never heard Andy say anything about wanting necessarily just to dive straight into like a hobby project like that, even if it is more of the fun sort. So like back to the sacrifice thing, about like what did you what did you sacrifice in doing this project like on your own or even with me time obviously like i didn't just, i still don't have a bike that's the ideal bike that i want and i bought yep. it july maybe and we're in mid october uh, most of that has just been because i'm like trying to pace myself and not just buying like you know, I can see something that I really want. It's like, okay, do I like actually need that? Like I want to replace the bike seat because it looks really ugly, but am I replacing it because it looks really ugly or am I replacing it because like it's not functional and it's not working and I can't like, you know, find a way to reupholster it or something. And then I think just the other, the other sacrifice was time and I, it is, so that's why I had already mentioned, but the other sacrifice is money it's going to cost more i i kind of i realized it while i was doing my research it's going to cost more but it's going to be more spread out it basically was my option was do i want to spend 300 and 400 today and get a bike that i like like you know i'd have to spend a ton of money to get the perfect thing that i wanted because you know at that point you're getting it customized and that costs a lot of money but i knew buying the cheap 40 dollar bike 
you know, I looked at how much tires are going to cost. I looked at how much, I was shocked at how much spray paint we needed. We ended up spending a ton of money on spray paint because I need, think I needed like six or seven cans of the green that we used for the body. And then you convinced me to paint the wheels white. And so I had to end up buying like three or four cans for that. Um, and then just all the other things you need, like, you know, a bike lock and all the other random stuff. So that was time and money for sure. And then it's not a sacrifice, but it opens myself up to more self-doubt. Because if I'm buying something that someone else made and I end up not liking it, someone else made it. But if I do all of this work on the project and there's any part of it that I don't like, I'm the one who did it. I'm the one who decided to get a project. I'm the one who made the decisions along the way of what to do with it. And now I'm the one who has to look at like the dings and the scratches and the things that didn't turn out as I wanted it and know that I either bit off more than I can chew or I wasn't skilled enough to get it done. Yeah. I think there's this the, there's this thought that I'm going to try to piece together here that's a little bit philosophical. philosophical. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I <laughs> philosophical. But I think that whenever you value something highly and you're willing to put in my dad calls it the sweat equity um for that value to be realized um to come to fruition. I think that when we do those things though and it turns out correctly um there's so much that we learn from it and grow from it and inevitably we'll value even higher than original. So um, great example there, again, just with the bike, you value that bike way more than maybe just a $300 bike from Walmart because you know what went into it. Even if there's things about it that you like, you wish you had done better you know that you can go back and redo eventually if you wanted, or just say, next time I have a project of this caliber or more, I can learn from it and do it in these fashions instead. Very similar, again, to our um, podcast, Two and Three, where we, we recognize the mistakes, and the mistakes are big enough that we want to go back and redo. The same situation is here. You can choose to go back and redo it, if those mistakes are high enough, I, for now, I think the bike looks great. Like, that's the, way better than it was before. Definitely way better than it was before. But what's hard is all that is true is like when it turns out, you know, quote unquote, the way you wanted it or better than it was before. There is a lot of like, like you're proud of it. Like when I drive up our parking garage and I like drive past and I see my bike and it's like, it's the bike that objectively looks the best in the rack of bikes. Like I had a moment of like, yes, I did that. But then what sucks is that like the lows are even lower, which is kind of what I was mentioning earlier. Like when I see that, you know, I like scraped off some of the paint because I wasn't careful with where I put the bike lock and, or whatever happened there, you know, it hits something. And then the handlebars that are white gets like a black scuff on it that I can't get off. And then, which is even worse, unrelated to me doing it myself, I underestimated how hard it is to ride a single speed bike on any amount of incline. Like I'm relatively, I'm, like my legs are not beefy whatsoever, but like I'm in good shape. I can ride a bike. I can be winded and keep going. But I didn't realize like we live, we don't live on a steep hill, but we live on the hill here. And it's hard riding the bike around right now as a single speed bike. I ha- like I prepared for that going in. 
Uh, I know that you're able to convert it to a multi-gear bike. That's just a really elaborate and expensive process. Um, but what sucks is when I ride the bike and like my legs are burning and like it's really hard to breathe. All I can think about are the few people who are like, who tried to warn me, I suppose, whether like sincerely or kind of mockingly like, oh, you're getting a single speed bike. Okay, like have fun. Um, you know, I, I then got that like, no, I can do that. Like I got more excited or more like stuck in the idea. And so what sucks now is when I look at the bike from far away, I love it. Like, it's awesome. I'm like, this is an amazing project. You know what you said, I can learn a lot from it going into projects going forward. But what sucks is when I ride the bike, it's hard. Like it's painful. And I know if I do it more, I'll get better at it. But it's kind of like, you know, do I want to keep riding the bike if it's causing me this much like strife and struggle and toil? Yeah, I agree. And I think all of us at some point, even the listeners have something uh, that they can probably relate to in that something they've worked on or done in the past that didn't exactly end up as much as they had hoped. Um, anyway, that was pretty good. Not bad. I think I, I rambled a little long in the beginning when I was setting up. I'm also a rambler for those who don't know me, not concise with words, unless I'm writing. When I write, I can be concise, but when I'm talking, it's, it's stream of consciousness. I didn't think before I was speaking, I'm externally processing. And so if you noticed, at one point I paused for a long time because I was like, I've been talking for too long. I need to pause for Caleb to jump in. And you didn't jump in. I was like, well, <laughs> got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was pretty good. And we're, we're rolling up here on 30 minutes. So how do, we, how do we want to end this? Do we just say goodbye to the people? Who are the people? The people. We have to say goodbye to them at least. Come on. I'm having a conversation with you. I'm not talking to the people. Well, I'm not going to say goodbye to you. Why not? Be- well, because... Because we're going to record episode three right after yeah. this. <laughs> well, well, who knows? We, we might have lunch first. We might. We'll let you know. How about that? And before we leave, so we can close this on, uh, we didn't talk- We talked about the lows of the first episode. Do you know what was a hilarious high for me? What's the that? part that I told you I, I went back, I tried to go back and re-listen to. This is hilarious. You said something in the podcast. You referred to like Lily as the kid or how, whatever phrase you used. And there's this vine that was in my head where one of the lines in it is the child. Um, or I think it's a child. Yeah. So when you said the kid, I muttered to myself, like when I was listening back to the podcast and I heard you say the kid again. I muttered the child and in my brain, I was like, man, I wish I like, I'm surprised I didn't do that. Not like I wish I, I'd surprised I didn't do that in the podcast. And then as soon as I finished saying the child to myself, I heard myself in the background of the podcast so saying it and I lost it. It was so funny because my brain was like, honestly, I do that all the time when someone says that I'm shocked I didn't do it in the podcast. And then I heard it. And I was cracking up. Caitlin was like shaking her head at me. So like like a mixture of like, that's funny, but I'm also disappointed in you. And I was like cracking up. I'm sure there's so a lot of things that we do in this thing that we don't realize we're doing. No, there's so many autopilot like responses that you have. Like I've noticed a lot where if someone's telling me a story that I'm not really interested in or I'm either not really interested in or I'm not fully focused, I'll just say that's wild. Kind of like you saying that's right. 
Yeah, that is true. Like we kind of have like filler. And what's great is when your wife picks up on it and she's like, you just said that's wild to me. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I didn't realize I wasn't paying attention. And then she realizes before me I wasn't paying attention. And then it's just like, oh, no, what have I done? Well, I guess we'll conclude this podcast here. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you're listening. They're probably not listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.